Buckle up, Clitorati. We're going to introduce you to a whole new realm of cinematic arousal to add to your golden sex chest. Bringing that back around. Our Uh guest today is an incredible pioneer in adult alternative cinema, also known as porn. And the foundation of all of her movies rides on four main principles. Women's pleasure matters. Adult cinema can have values the need for more body types, different ages, and different races, diverse races, then finally, the production has to be ethical. We love her. So after studying political sciences, feminism, and gender studies, plus being tired of chauvinistic and tacky mainstream porn, she burst into the adult entertainment industry in 2004 with indie short film, The Good Girl. Please welcome all the way from Barcelona, Erica Lust. Oh my gosh. We're so excited to have you here. Okay. I'm very happy to be here. Yes. No, it's, it's so relevant um, right now, especially with what's been happening in some of our personal lives. So, so Erica, we have have more about that. (laughs) Oh, you will. Yeah. Not to to worry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we get real personal on Clip Talk. Um, okay, so Erica, we actually have something in common with you. So we were both inspired by a book to change the way sex is viewed and experienced in the world. So Clip Talk started as a book club reading Pussy Reclamation by Regina Samashar. Shout out to Regina. And you were lit up by Linda Williams' book about pornography, feminism, and the impact that porn has on society um, called Hardcore. Can you tell us a little bit more about that experience for you and what inspired you to make these beautiful films? Yeah, well, it was kind of a game changer for me, I think. I was a young adult, obviously. At the time, I was at university studying what we talked about before, political science, gender studies, trying to understand the world we live in, power balance and all of that. At the same time, I was navigating my own life as a young adult and I wanted to understand who was I? What did I like? Uh, and of course, sexually. So uh, I did what many of us do. You know, I kind of turned to porn to figure out stuff about myself and about my mm-hmm. pleasure and my needs and my wants and my desire. And then I kind of had mixed feelings. Uh, and the thing was that I really liked the idea of porn. I really liked the idea that it was supposed, you were supposed to look at, at sexy images, erotic images, and you were going to get turned on by those images. And it did work. I did feel turned on. My body got turned on. But at the same time, the images kind of disappointed me. In, in many different ways. First of all, many of them had so bad quality. I didn't really, I was, you know, a cinema fan. I loved cinema and I wanted to watch something that was really well done. And it just mm. felt like all these kind of amateur films that didn't make sense to me really. But then it was even deeper than that because when I started to kind of focus on what was going on, what was happening, it really felt to me that the women somehow, that they were just there to please the men. But right. it was not 
their stories. It wasn't about them. It was not about their sexuality. There was nothing there for me to kind of to explore about myself. And I felt I felt kind of disappointed by that. And I guess that I had, you know, lots of conversations with people around me. And it turned out that most of my male friends, they did like pornography. They used it in their life. They had, you know, an easy time kind of with it. They didn't at all have the same kind of mixed feelings as I had. But when mm-hmm. I talked to my female friends, most of them had similar feelings. So that kind of started, uh, you know, thought process in me. What is wrong with porn? Why is it not really working for me? So I started, I turned to the internet, of course, started to Googling around. And then at some point I found this book. Uh, and it just seemed like, oh my God, I need to get this book. And I, I got it at last. And when I read that book, it kind of wasn't a Rika moment for me because I realized that porn is so much more than just porn. Mm. It's actually a whole kind of discourse about sexuality and how we relate to each other and about gender roles and what how do they represent women how do they represent men what is the whole kind of game going on there and from that book i i mean it, it's really a wonderful book because linda williams she's uh she's uh, understanding porn as a, you know, as a film genre, trying to analyze it and how does it work and what happens and, and whose desire is, you know, the main desire in there. And I guess that all of that uh, opened up my mind and I was also presented to another great influence uh, called Candida Royale. She was a, a female porn director Mm-hmm. Uh, and she started to make films already in the 80s. And for me, when I started to watch her films, I saw that it was possible to do it from a female perspective, to tell the story from a woman's point of view. So those two women were, you know, my first kind of inspirations to see that it was actually possible. Mm. That's amazing. I love I love your curious mind because when I watched porn, I didn't really <laughs> like it, but I was like, oh, this is what you do, right? And it, it led down a uh, path of not enjoying sex to painful sex to until mm-hmm. I started clit talk, having a whole reclamation. And um, so I love that you bring that to um, cinema now for women uh, to have a voice in porn, basically. And it's that feeling, you know, that porn, I think there's many people out there not really thinking about it. They just take Mm. it kind of for granted. And I think that the whole idea of porn is, you know, giving pleasure to men and that's it. That's what the genre is about. But for me, it felt like the whole idea of pornography is just the media showing people having explicit sex, whether it's on photography or on film. And you can do that with whatever values you have as a creator. I mean, you can totally do, we have seen it online. We have seen misogynistic porn. We have seen racist porn. We have seen homophobic porn. We have seen all of it. So you can do it with those values. But at the same time, if you change the ship 
and you have another kind of creator behind the camera thinking about what she or or he or they or want to do. They can do it from their perspective and you get a whole different kind of understanding and experience of sexuality because, my God, sexuality is so wide, you know, it's not the four minutes of hard penetration that we see on the free tube sites online. It's so much more than that. Well, and your films are so beautiful and it represents that. And at your Series X Confessions is actually inspired by your viewers' own fantasies and you bring them to life. And it's such an extraordinary thing to do. And I, I highly recommend everyone go Go get it on um, Lindsay. You want to tell them about the uh, free giveaway? So yeah, so Erica has been very generous, and she is going to give all of our listeners one month free access to her X Confessions. Um, and all you have to do is go to xconfessions.com backslash sign up. It's sign with a little dash up backslash clit talk. We'll also put the link. We'll in have our description. that in our yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and we, we actually got, um, free access in the preparation for this episode to your brand new website is called, uh, how do you pronounce it? Else, else cinema. Else El- cinema? El- cinema. It's when you want to watch something else. When you want to watch something else. It's amazing. <laughs> we just came and- up with your tagline. <laughs> And it's also, um, you know, it was called the Erica Last Soft Edition. Yeah. Because the whole idea is for all people out there not really wanting to watch pornography. Because I know I have many friends saying, hey, Erica, I love your ideas. I love the style of your films. But I don't want to watch the porn. I don't want to watch the explicit part. Can I please just watch kind of the soft edition of it? Mm. Oh, so you do both. So you do do actual porn. And then this is... This is more softcore, which is what I was watching. So I was, I would like to see some of your, I want to see penetration. I like, <laughs> I, like, I like the softcore. I'm going to have to check it's out next confessions. Yeah. I'm usually like an X-ray. I like, I'll, I'm interested in the soft porn. It's just surprising to me. It was I have to comment. I went ever since I started watching porn, which was, um, and I only ever watched females on female and female lesbian porn. I could never, it made me really uncomfortable to see a penis on screen, penis. And it made me uncomfortable to see a man penetrating a woman. And only in this last year, actually, have I started watching any sort of pornography that does have a man in it. And so I'm just thinking maybe I know there's some straight women out there that also have confessed to me, oh my gosh, I only watch lesbian porn too. And they're straight. So... I'm trying to make sense of this for myself and all of our listeners out there who maybe like aren't gay, but like female and female porn, um, just what that could be about. No, there's lots of people like you. And there's also lots of women watching gay porn uh, with only with men to make it here, you know. Uh, And and why is this? I think it has to do with the power structures. I think it has, it's it's kind of, you get rid of the typical male-female situation. And that makes you more relaxed and you can just enjoy the sex, but you don't need that element of kind of aggression towards women because that's 
so much of the porn that's out there on the internet, unfortunately, is what it's showing. You know, it's showing uh, men banging, smashing, uh, destroying, punish fucking women uh, from all angles and all, you know, in, in every possible way. And I think that there's lots of women just feeling that they want to get rid of that, of, 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 of that uh, aggressiveness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I do have to say, like, so I, and I, I was actually shown porn sort of by accident at a very young age. I was like four or five years old. I had a, I had a sibling who was like way older than me, and I walked in on like them with their friends. Um, and I do think that it had a negative. Well, I don't know if I would say negative. It definitely had an impact on my development sexually at a very young age, and I think. It, I don't think it's, it, it was, I'm not sure if it was good or bad. It was what it was. I definitely feel strongly about not having my very young child be able to see that because just as you're talking about the power dynamics, a lot of my fantasies have been, you know, you dirty little slut and wanting to be punished. And I, hearing you talk, I'm wondering how much of that was programmed by porn and how much of that is like really authentically how I feel and being able to explore, yeah, the movies like you're making. Maybe that's not even really how I feel. It's just been it's been programmed into me by hardcore porn, or maybe by not. hardcore maybe porn and by society in general. Because mm-hmm. this is not only how we portray women in porn as the general. Right. You know, this is the whole society we live in. This is all over the place. This is on 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 you know the the, the platforms online where we watch series and 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 movies. This is in the cinemas this is in the magazines this is in the news we read every day so we are fed with information of what's the role of women and what's the role of men and how do they interact uh, and i talk to many young women especially about you know their feeling of being feminist and wanting to be submissive but being scared that that's not okay somehow that that and and it gets very complex and, 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 and very difficult because everything that you feel that you would like to do if it's okay with the people you are doing it with if you have consent and you know uh, overwhelming consent in doing it then it's yeah okay to do that if you you know are a feminist and you want to be submissive and you want to be taken uh, by uh, a strong man against the wall you that's okay you don't have to feel like a bad feminist for wanting that right well and i love you said overwhelming consent and like Lindsay, like if some random person said to you you dirty little slut you'd be like Fuck off. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> right. Um, only my best friends can say that situation. to me at all. Yeah. Right. Only Katie and and Madison and, and Erica and, and Sugar <laughs> and all her other personalities. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. like maybe like, like if your partner and you're like, I want you to, like you're asking, right. I want you to call me a dirty slut. Right. Could still be authentic to you. But yeah, some rando being like, Dirty little whores. A little bit. Yeah. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being submissive. My point was, I just wonder, had I had a different experience, like maybe if I had been exposed to films like Erica's first and there was a more gentle freedom to explore, 
would it would I still be submissive or not? I don't think there's anything wrong with it either way. Right. It just was like a thought. <laughs> right. Sounds like it's time for you to start watching some Elp cinema. Yeah. Oh, I'm already registered. <laughs> trust me. So, uh, so and everyone so, knows I'm a sucker for the plot line. I love like I there love are the plot, plot lines. lines. <laughs> yeah, and everyone knows I that plot line. Forward. I mean, uh, for me, it's also something that I like, you know. But the, some of the films, for example, when we're talking about the the Ex Confessions project, some of the films are much more conceptual and visually strong, and maybe they are not so narrative. Others have a very strong narrative and very developed characters. I think that that you can like many different things at the same time, you know, or mm. different days you want to watch different stuff. But I, I want to give somehow context to, to the films I'm doing. I want my audience to understand who's the characters, uh, what do they desire? Why do they desire each other? I think that that part is very important for people to, to, to get to, to, to get into their feelings, to get under their skin, kind of, to be with them on this kind of erotic journey where they are going. Uh, and, and for me, that's, that is very exciting. Ever since I was a little girl, I've always been like, I couldn't understand why, you know, in movies like The Notebook, I couldn't see the actors actually having sex. And because I love the, the characters and the plot line, and I'm like, here's the answer. Erica Lust is doing these types of films. <laughs> I should do the extra scenes that you can't see with standard actors. <laughs> That would be a great oh my series. God. I mean, yes. <laughs> like all your favorite model. characters from movies, you know, Leo and Kate from Titanic, like you can see him really banger in that sweaty car. I'd be into that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> right, 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 the next confession and maybe I'll right. shoot it. Ooh, oh, okay. Ooh, all right. I have a great one for you of, of when I was in a fivesome and I pooped myself. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That actually happened. <laughs> I was met you with my greatest fantasy. You want people to watch? It's not a bloopers. Oh, uh, whoops. Well, I, I mean, it could be. I mean, it's a confession, okay? That was a it's really a vulnerable moment for me. I experienced my greatest fantasy and my greatest fear all in the same moment. Oh, my God. Oh my the God. great thing was no one knew. That's also Until true. after. Totally, no one knew. Yeah. It was... She cleared I'll the room. about it later. It's totally off tangent. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing story. It's well, a confession. I'll send, it, I'll send you my confession. <laughs> let's let's well, see if we make sense of it or not. Okay. <laughs> Done. Well, we've been, ta- we've been talking a lot about sex positive feminism in here. And I love that it's been brought up in many different ways. I would love, Erica, can you really define what that means to you? And, and what does it look like in the daily life that our listeners can take on? Like, what, what does sex positive feminism mean to someone like you and with what you're creating? I think it's a, also a difficult and complex uh, thing for people to really understand. Uh, it always happens when we talk about feminism on one side, and then when you pitch in, you know, porn or or sex positivism or even you know feminist porn, people go like, "What? What is she talking about? What is this?" But for me, it's really about the side of pleasure. It's about you know concentrating on pleasure on desire on what we like and what we want and that it should feel good because I I think that there's so many things about sex 
that are traumatic, of course. And obviously, those are things that we need to talk about and we need to deal with. And we need to understand also in filmmaking. And many of the independent filmmakers do make movies that has to do with, uh, you know, this traumatic side of sexuality. But what I would like to do in my work and what I'm trying to do in my work is to show the positive side of sexuality. And I think especially for women, that that is important to see other women having pleasure on screen, real pleasure, not just a fake orgasm after, you know, a minute of penetration, but real pleasure. You know, it's great to see when you see a woman using her own hands during sex, for example, or, you know, pulling up a small vibrating toy and you go, yeah, she's she's there. You know, she knows what she's doing. This is really happening here. Uh, <laughs> So I think for me, that's kind of what it's about. Everyone should check out your TED Talk, It's Time for Porn to Change, by the way. Yes. It's amazing. Um, So why do... so? And you think it's very important, as do we, to talk about porn and sex. Can you talk a little bit more about that and the difference that that makes that you've seen? I think it's absolutely necessary to talk about porn uh, in the society we live in today. Uh, it, it, it probably has always been to talk about sex and porn and all of this, but today it's even more uh, influential on, and especially on young people's lives than it has ever been. You know, when I, I I'm, I'm 43, I was born in 77. So imagine when I was growing up, it was not that easy to get your hands on porn. It was something that you had to kind of struggle to find, you know. The magazines. Exactly. Or we we were always kidding. I'm Swedish and, you know, we have forests in Sweden that we were kidding about that sometimes when you walked into a forest, you could find, you know, a porn magazine under a stone because (laughs) an old man had been there watching it and he went out to the forest to have a private, you know, time for himself, that kind of stuff. But but, but still, it it was difficult. We didn't have internet. It was not all over the place. Today, it is. This is the reality we live in. And, you know, porn has become sex education, whether we like it or not. It's not up for discussion anymore, you know, because I know that a few years ago, people were saying, no, 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 this cannot be happening. But now this is the reality. So for me, one of the things I've been talking a lot about is the importance of Daring to have these conversations with young people in our education system, in, you know, from, from, from parents, from people who are around uh, our kids and our teens. They need to be aware of, of how the, what the world looks like. And, um, and they absolutely need to, to, to inform them this and prepare them the same way as we do with many other things in our life. I mean, you wouldn't send your kid to a bar uh, not telling them about alcohol or, you know, when they grow up, you, t- you tell them about tobacco. What is it? How does it work? Drugs. You want to inform them. You want to prepare them. Please do the same when it comes to porn because these free tube sites that's today all over the internet with so many bad values of sex that they are just 
showing to people, you know, and, and the reality is that young people are going there. And I understand why they are going there because obviously we are sexual human beings. We want to understand what sex is. We want to, we, we have, we have a desire even of watching people, of, of, of learning, of, 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 of getting, you know, our, our bodies going. So they go there. But then, those sites, if you compare reality to how they are showing sex, sex is very different than reality. And most yeah. adult people, we know that, you know, because we had a few partners and we had sex and we know a little about what it's like. But today, so many young people who haven't ever kissed a person, they think they know what sex is. And they think it's all about, you know, smashing, banging, destroying right. women. Yeah, it's um one of the one of the biggest like questions we've been getting recently is um, from our listeners is like how do I find ethical porn? You know what what constitutes ethical porn and where do I find it? And um, part of the problem with those free streaming um, porn sites and the fact and why they're not ethical is because pretty much anyone can upload anything. They're, the, the screening process is very loose. I had a, um, someone in my personal life be filmed without her consent and had the video uploaded there. It's a huge violation and they it's it's not ethical. So like I I was a little uneducated in um like I'll admit it, I used the free, you know, sites before and now after being a little bit more educated, knowing that there's options like what you have, like I just won't do it again because it feels so, you know, there's there's child pornography up there. There's there's real videos of people really being raped, like horrible things that people, you know, there's no way for you to know if there was consent or not involved. And it's very, very upsetting and a way of of becoming a responsible consumer or an ethical consumer. Because when we are talking about ethical porn, it's not just the production side. It's not just how you do it. It's also how you consume it, how you watch it. So Mm -hmm. I think everyone out there needs to ask themselves, you know, obviously if, if, uh, you know, hamburgers were free, you would, you would question it. You would say, how can they be free? (laughs) Who is earning money on this? You know, how is this working for you? But, but, you know, with porn, it's like people take it for granted. They're just, yeah, you know, nobody knows that I'm watching this and it's for free and it's okay. I can just do it, you know, but it's, it's not okay because actually if you don't pay for your porn, you know, you're not making sure that the product was done uh, in, in, in the best possible way. You are not making exactly. sure that the performers are getting paid for it. Right. So come on, you know, be responsible here. Grow up a little, you know. I would ask people that when you go online and you want to watch porn and you are porn surfing, please, when you, you know, first of all, the payment is a great way of, of seeing that there's actually someone there, but then go a step further. Look if there's, you know, an about page on the site where you are maybe buying a film or signing up. Is there an about page? Can you actually, you know, see people with a picture and a name and maybe read an interview or watch an interview right. or listen to a podcast? So you get an idea. What values do they have? 
is there maybe a making of video? Can you see how do they make that film or an interview with a performer? So you have a clear idea. Is this someone who is there because they love this kind of work and they have been, you know, uh, respected during the process? They have been asked for their consent. They have been informed about the kind of sex they are going to have, how much it's going to pay them, the, the security of whole the whole operation. Um, And I think that if you ask yourself those questions and you start researching a little better, you will find really great porn uh, because it's on the internet. It's just a question of, you know, digging a little further. (laughs) So get out your little budget app and and put a line item in there for a few porn memberships. Like (laughs) you heard it here from Erica, grow the fuck up and pay for your porn. Remember, remember the performers, they are people, you know, they have life and they have, you know, apartments and they have kids and they need to pay for the kids school and for the food on the table. So be an adult here, you know, pay for the porn you're watching. We as a, as, as a society stop drinking Coca-Cola today, they'd stop producing Coca-Cola tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. So the power of being a conscious consumer is something I'm really hearing from what you're saying around us choosing to watch free porn. Like if we all stop watching free porn today, what would the porn industry look like tomorrow? Hmm. And I, w- I also want to put this in for our listeners. Like, look, if you have been watching free porn and you didn't know, that's one thing. You know what I mean? I, I admit I've done it in the past. I wasn't educated. And it's about, it's a, it's not about beating yourself up. It's about educating and making better choices, like moving forward. Like now, you know, it's okay if you did in the past. Like, it's like, I didn't know. I didn't yep, know anything. I didn't, I didn't think it was no a big deal. Idea. I then, didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you go to Pornhub, you know, like yeah, Pornhub, X videos. So I'm having this thought and I don't know if it's totally inappropriate, but I'm, I'm thinking about like the way my mom could have talked to me about sex and you're soft, you're softer you know, films that have like eroticism, but not like, I'm like, is that inappropriate to show to like a 14 year old? Like, I guess it's your personal decision. I guess for me, I'm like, I would rather have my daughter watch something like that. Like if they're going to watch porn anyway, like, should we give them access to like ethical, more, you know, feminist porn? Like if they're going to do it anyways, and like at what age is that appropriate? Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about this. Like when I have a teenager, I'm like, like so, I gonna meet a mom that's like here. Let me tell you about Erica. Like, <laughs> like, honey, you can watch porn, just only soft porn. <laughs> yeah, but, but like this, this is kind of it's it's a difficult question for me as I am in this business, and I can obviously not tell you that people under eighteen should watch porn. Right, uh, right. Under, under oh, right. fi- legal stuff, obviously. Legally, that's true. Under, that's true. under, oh. under 15, they shouldn't watch, you know, softcore. That's kind of the, the, the legal system and the, the rules that we have set up for the right. society we live in. As this is a business I'm doing, I cannot say anything else. But yeah. I do know that there's lots of parents out there having this vision that you are telling us, saying that, oh my God, I don't want my son to go there. Still, I want him to understand something about sexuality. I think that this Mm -hmm. is important. And if I can show him, you know, films where people are actually uh, relating to each other, communicating through sex, that 
would be a great experience. I mean, that would be educational. That's like now like reaching on educational. And it actually just dawned on me, like that's in the rules in the society are almost keeping us, it seems like in this um, uh, limited sex education, uh, having a limited ability to educate around our, our, our sexual health. Like, oh, we can't watch certain things until a certain age. It's like, well, not the way that it's been being done. But what if pleasure positivity, you know, sex positive, but pleasure positivity was shown to us when we were five or six, instead of accidentally walking in on our older siblings' bedroom and seeing like a gangbang. It was, it it fucked me up a little bit. Right. At least talked yeah. about. At least you yeah. know, and 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 this is something that I also talk quite a lot about. You know, young children they start exploring their bodies, obviously, and mm-hmm. and with, with all the right in the world, and they're so uh, that's such a moment of shame for so many people because they are being told off. You know, don't touch yourself. Don't do that. You, we can't do that. You know. Instead, I think it's very important that as a parent, when you see your kids starting to explore their bodies at a very young age, to be very calm about it and to tell them, you know, listen, uh, the place to touch yourself is in your own bed, in your own bedroom. You shouldn't do it in a living room in front of your grandma, you know, kind of, of, of making them understand that, of course, it feels good and there's nothing wrong with that. It feels good. Yeah. Right. I love that. Um, in America, especially I, my personal, I feel we are so much more uptight than other areas of the world. And, um, and I don't know why that is, but I like, I think I saw on your Instagram recently that you were going to have some of your films playing in sort of like mainstream theaters in Germany. Is that yeah. true? This really? Is that- it's true. This is Europe. <laughs> wow. And that's am- like, that's amazing. I just, my, my sister was like, yeah, in Germany, they're just, it's not tab, sex is not taboo. Like there could be a kindergarten and then like a sex store next to it. It's not a big deal there. I'm like, what do we need to do to get the United States to loosen up a little bit? <laughs> well, I, I, I would, I would bet on sex education. I think that that's mm. one of the problems with America, that sex education is not mandatory in all, in the whole country, uh, mm-hmm. which is a huge problem because there's, a lack of of uh, of real education and real understanding of what sex is about. Yeah, yeah, and and, like and, then, when- and then even when there is sex education, there is a problem sometimes because it focuses so much on on the bad side of sex or on the technical side of sex or on don't the biological side. Don't, <laughs> yeah. exactly, don't yeah. catch uh, ITS. Don't get pregnant. Don't do that. Don't and and they they don't talk at all about pleasure and i mean why do we have sex i mean most of us we have sex for pleasure that's that's what we are looking for so if they avoid a whole kind of pleasure conversation it's only natural that a whole generation will turn to the sites we were discussing before because they think that they will find their answers on there yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Nina Hartley, we, we've said we've had this quote a couple of times, but we had Nina Hartley come on, who is an adult film actress. And she said, she, I always explain it to people. You don't learn how to drive from the Fast and the Furious movies and you don't learn to have sex from porn. It's like the same thing. It's like, she's like, it's not real life. 
And I think that is an, another important conversation to be having with kids and definitely ple- pleasure education is Nina is is wonderful, wonderful. I shot the film with her last year and she is she's one of my absolute favorite. I also have always had this like I always said like in another life I would have been a porn star. Mm. And um another life could be another life. life. Like actually though, I love having sex and I'm I really enjoy it and I feel like it's one of my vehicles of expression in the world. However, I'm newly inspired around this industry of of adult film actresses that are owning the conversation around pleasure. And I'm like, I would be down to be part of that. I had I get to have sex all the time. You know, I I actually am like, wow, maybe maybe it's still possible. <laughs> Are you? Are you? Are you? Never too late. Never too late. This was her first audition for you. Maybe she's asking if she can be in one of your films. Basically, (laughs) okay. I just got out of a really corporate meeting, so this Banana Republic dress doesn't do me justice. Like, let's 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 like FaceTime offline or Zoom or whichever cyber platform. I have her in. This is like a whole other conversation. I get it, and I'm really I'm acting really serious right now. But I think you were very right when you were talking about the power of all these actresses and women coming up in the industry. And there are many of them. Mm-hmm. And, and it has to do also with the model of the adult industry and how it changed because suddenly, you know, they are not needing to work for the bigger companies because they can create their own brand uh, on the internet. They can make their own films. Uh, maybe they are not highly cinematic films, but still, you know, they can do their own content and they can communicate directly with their audience. And there's a lot of power in that. And I think it's very important for people also to have a think about porn performers, because I I know that there's so many people out there thinking that they are somehow poor, disgraceful people from a poor uh, background, uh, having to make this decision because that was the only possibility that they maybe could earn a little money in their lives. And this is so far from the reality. And I, you know, I just want to tell people this. I want to tell them that the performers that I have met. Uh, are just the most wonderful, interesting, intelligent people, you know, really taking care of their careers, being very sex positive, being very body positive, being very aware of, of, you know, their health and, and, and what they are eating and, and how they are taking care of, of their sexual health, which is something that most people don't have any idea about, you know, it's very rare to go out there and, and flirt with people and say, hey, what about your test results? You know, did you do mm-hmm. some blood work? Can you tell me if you are okay or not? You know, and yeah. and I think that we need to we need to stop being so afraid and looking down on porn performers and sex workers and starting to understand that we have the right to our body and to do whatever we want to do with our body. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's so well said. And obviously we completely agree with you. Um, Erica, thank you so much for just spending time to have this conversation with us today. I, I'm, I'm really happy that we're bringing this conversation to our listeners so that we can educate people. And, you know, 
you're a real person here talking. Like I feel so safe signing up for your websites, knowing that it's coming from like a like a an ethical um, feminist source. And I'm really excited about that. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to be really excited about that as well. And just to remind our listeners, Erica has very graciously given you all the opportunity to have access to her ex confessions for one month for free, which is so nice of you. Um, we'll post the link in our description. It's it's x the letter x confessions.com backslash sign and then a little dash up and then backslash clip talk and you can have access to one month free of Erica's I mean I'm definitely excited. I'm ready to pay. Like I'm putting it in my budget. I'm ready to go. Um so really exciting there. And then where else can our listeners um what where else can they connect to you? You just launched a new website that is a bit softer for anyone who's interested in that. Can you just kind of share all that information with us? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm obviously online. EricaLast.com is kind of the hub to go. It's Erica with a K. Uh, and uh, from there, you can find uh, the different kind of films that I have made. Uh, you can find the product of Ex-Confessions. Uh, and you can find else cinema that is uh, for people not wanting to watch the explicit stuff. Uh, and you're very welcome to come and check out posts that we have in our blog and watch trailers of films or making offs or mm-hmm. interviews with performers or, you know, read up a little about this whole kind of indie adult movement that is actually going on. Uh, at this moment in the world. Otherwise, I'm also on social media, obviously. Erica Last, Erica with a K, and all over the place. Well, thank you again so much, Erica. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking your time all the way from from Europe. And um, with that, Kodorati, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao.